I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Hello, and welcome to the Kraken Captains podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. The Kraken are back at full steam, and postponed games have been rescheduled for February. So we're diving headlong into the rest of the season. This episode, we're going to break down a nasty losing streak for the Kraken, but fear not. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, thank God. Boy, we need it. Let's get uh, let's get into it so we can finally get out of this dark cloud that's been hovering over the Kraken. Break it down in the mail. In the maelstrom. The maelstrom, the maelstrom, the maelstrom, the maelstrom. Okay. January 1st, starting fresh in the new year, hoping for revenge. In the greenhouse, we crossed blades with the Canucks. After some postponed games and some rest, there was a fresh feel, even for us, right, Doug? Uh, we didn't have. That's right. Yep, yep. We didn't have tickets to this one, but after having some of our games canceled, we were itching for some action. So, we bought some t- tickets. Uh, we bought some tickets in a different section uh, for a different perspective. But as it turns out, not much changed. <laughs> That's correct, JB. Despite some early promise and the team playing hard, they fell short to the Canucks in the end. I liked the seats that we had, though, at this game better than our regular season tickets. The view was great, and it smelled like cheeseburgers. Mm. Vancouver will get what's coming to them in the greenhouse, and perhaps next time I'm there, I will get the cheeseburger that's coming to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned at one time that you know, our section starting to smell like fry oil. And I did, I do feel like it gets into my clothes, man. And now I can't <laughs> I not think about it. So little, every time I go there, I can smell it actually outside the place now. I don't know. Yeah. A little side note for the, uh, the staff at the climate plug arena, either change the oil or get some better ventilation in that place. But yeah. Shaq's yeah. chicken shack. Yeah. Unfortunately that was a, <laughs> That was a five-two loss to Vancouver, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get them next time. But the January fourth game against the Islanders, God, what a knockdown dragout game, right, Doug? Except uh, for the fact that it was postponed. I no wanted game. to be there. Bad, <laughs> so yeah, bad. I'm really looking forward to that one. So seeing bars to... all in the in the greenhouse would have been epic. Yep, yeah. So that one's pushed to February, so just gonna Thanks, have to COVID. wait it out. And then after that, just two days later on January sixth, the senators came to town. Nope, nope, no, they didn't. Not from Canada and not to Seattle. That game was also postponed. Cancelled. You've been cancelled. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna wait on that one too. I think also February. Uh, but then we did get to play on the 10th at Colorado. So it was a nine-day stretch they were off. And it did seem to pay some dividends. Uh, everybody and their mothers expected the Avs to come out and score six unanswered on home ice and just 
crush the Kraken like they did mm-hmm. seven to one in the greenhouse. Uh, but guess what? Especially on their home ice. On their yeah. home ice, that's what you're expecting to see. They just come out strong, right? Right. But those guys can't <laughs> eat crow because the boys came out swinging. Uh, that's the, right. The abs did score first, but the Kraken answered uh, going toe-to-toe at one point in the second period, and we were actually up 3-1. to one. Uh, But they just couldn't handle the tidal wave of snow and ice that is the avalanche attack. Uh, surrendering the lead and then letting Kadri, who did make the All-Star game uh, and is having a hell of a season, um, they let him tally the winner in regulation. Um, so another heartbreaker because you could have walked out of Colorado with a point and beat, you know, even get, stealing a point from a team like that, I think, is an accomplishment. So For sure. They played no, all the start. Right at the end of the game. Yep, just got to finish. So. Yep. Yep, their defense is good, but it's it's not not good enough. Uh, January twelfth was a Wednesday, and in Dallas, Seattle took on the Stars. Unfortunately, it was a five-two loss. Yarn, Crock, and McCann scored the goals. Grew stopped twenty to twenty-four. So, better luck next time in Dallas for the Kraken. Right, and then the following night, you got a back-to-back. They. Head to St. Louis, and they lose two to one. Drieger stopped twenty-five at twenty-seven. Uh, Winberg scored the only goal, but once again, you know, it's just, just kind of that troubling malaise of these these losses. It's just I don't that was know. the eighth. That was the eighth loss in a row. Yeah, they're on the road, just and having you, a tough time. Yep, you could tell they're throwing everything at the wall. You know. Starting Drieger, starting Groove, mixing that up. And you just, there's just some, it's consistency. You have these bad turnovers um, in, in high, high dangerous situations that lead to goals inevitably and lead to losses. I mean, two to one, goalies only a bunch of unlucky bounces. Yeah. Some of that too. Just unlucky bounces, you know? Yeah. 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 And then, you know, two days later, Saturday and play in LA and uh, Drieger gets the start again and it's another three one loss. Johansson scored the goal, but it's it's just that same same story, uh, same sort of thing happening. Bad turnovers, sloppy passing, bad you know getting out of your zone and getting through the neutral zone. Um, so I think they got tired on that road trip, but. Um, it is what it is, and so that's a nine-game losing streak. Now, did they did they come home for January seventeenth? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, it was home. Okay, uh, so and in fact, January, the LA game was home too. January seventeenth in Seattle, the Kraken took on Chicago, and this game was something else. I gotta say, I watched it from beginning to end and was just enamored with how great they were doing. Uh, the, there was just a lot of things happening, some intrigue, some some more firsts for the Kraken. Uh, McCann missed the Kraken's first ever penalty shot, which was just a heartbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you see that one-on-one, I mean, even if it's – whether it's a shootout or a penalty shot, when it's skater versus goalie, you just expect them to come out on top. And for that one, the goalie got the better of them. Marc-Andre uh, Fleury, man. That's right, Marc-Andre Fleury. But – 
Uh, they ended up beating Chicago in the shootout. Donato and Donskoy scored back-to-back goals for the shootout win. Which is uh, their first shootout win ever, too. Uh-huh. Grubauer looked outstanding, stopping 25 of 27 in regulation, but notably stopping the first two shootout shots from Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. This win ends a nine-game losing streak and was a much-needed victory for the team. Yeah, you know, uh, you could tell that they brought a lot of energy. I think they're getting really tired of all these press conferences and like, what's wrong? What? How are you guys going to fix this? For sure. you got to be getting sweating that. Stop this, the bleeding, you know. And uh, like you said, I, I, I really wanted to go to this game, but it was actually like a Monday matinee like 2 p.m just a really weird it was martin luther king day but yeah you know couldn't couldn't get out of work for it but yeah what a game i watched the highlights and the shootout you know yeah missing the penalty shot but anytime you get a penalty shot it's like oh this is just the you know ratchets things up a little bit Ooh, gets the heart pumping right for sure right. and you know to go toe-to-toe with grubauer versus mark andre Fleury and uh the saves that he made uh, you know, perhaps, uh, it was a battle of the goaltenders, and yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah, and, and uh, dare I say, maybe Gru's heating up. I think so. So uh, we'll uh, monitor that moving forward. So, but those are the games. Finally, cut off the curse, and maybe we'll we'll talk a little bit about the reason why. Let's see if we can on. roll some momentum off of this. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Start a winning streak, right? Yeah. yeah. If we can get some, if we can get a, a snowballing, that's what we need. Yeah. So those are the games. And then we just touch on a few other things. Tanev had successful Tur- surgery. Turbo. Turbo Tanev's surgery was successful. Yeah. So he's on the men now working his way Fantastic. back. And- They're saying six to nine months. Right, there's whispers that he's going to be ready for training camp. So, Ooh, I believe like, it. Like we said, it's, I uh, don't doubt sometimes it. a blessing to get that injury early, get the surgery out of the way, and get recovered before the start of the next season. So, yeah, and then uh, you know, my buddy Jaden Schwartz, Schwartz, he's out four to six weeks with a hand injury. Yeah, I saw a picture of him in a cast, so they're uh, they're taking care of that. But yeah, uh, maybe oh, he Schwartz... slid into one of the goalies. I forget which goalie it was. He slid into the guy though. He was making a habit of that at the time, so it caught up with him, I guess. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, but we, we really made a Schwartzy be with you. May the Schwartzy be with you. See you. Can't soon. wait to get him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we we picked a guy up off of waivers from Boston, Coolman. Um, so he's, oh, that's right. uh, going to be hitting the ice. But, uh, the big thing is, I, I think, I believe I said in the last episode, when we were talking about the Olympics that Berniers wouldn't, uh, our number one pick Berniers from Michigan wouldn't be playing in the Olympics because he's at Michigan, but turns out, uh, team USA, uh, picked him up on the roster. So he's going to the Olympics. So another, uh, reason to maybe watch, watch those games. Uh, coming up in February. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're going to be good to watch anyway. It'd be tough to tough to miss that. Uh, so congratulations to him and absolutely. his family. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for the Maelstrom. That kind the of covers the news to this point. So.
Well, let's find out what is cracking in the community, eh, Doug? Let's find out. Okay, we're what gonna, is we're what is what is what is what is cracking in the community? <laughs> <laughs> let's take a pixie looksy here. Okay. Uh, so when we were at the Vancouver game, there was a really cool story, and I think we just wanted to share it. Apparently, at the very first game against Vancouver, oh, home there, opener. Yeah, the home opener. There was a a young lady in the stands. Uh, who saw a mole on the equipment manager for Vancouver uh, on it on the back of his neck, and uh, she was sitting. She had that. They got the season tickets right behind the bench there. Right, exactly. So she was trying really hard to get his attention, and ended up writing on her phone like, "Hey, basically, hey, I think that mole's cancerous, and you should have it checked out." And uh, finally got his attention and got him to read it, kind of when he was going off. Uh, during one of the intermissions or whatever. And he said, you know, I, he was kind of taken aback by it at first. And, you know, he's in the middle of doing his job and then had some time to think about it and apparently had team doctors look at it. And it turned out to be cancerous, uh, malignant melanoma. Um, so he was able to get it taken care of and it apparently hadn't like spread to, you know, was just on the surface layer of the skin. Um, so... That's crazy. Jeez, jeez, you know, <laughs> Can you life. imagine? <laughs> yeah, right? You're like... Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but... Uh, oh, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to be so punny there, but I like hey, it. <laughs> these things happen. So, uh, turns out she's um, semi-qualified in that she's, she's, studying, uh, she's studying to become a doctor. Uh, getting ready to go to medical school. Oh yeah, she just got her bachelor's from UW. She's getting her master's, going back for her PhD. Mm-hmm. So, um, when we were at that Vancouver game, which was the next time that they came to town, yeah, they made a point to to find her so that this this guy could say thank you uh, for saving his life. And and it was this really cool moment, you know, up on the jumbotron, and they recognized her, and there was a video of them actually meeting, like you know, behind the scenes earlier in the day. And then they surprised her. And apparently both teams ag- agreed to give her uh, some money to like a scholarship basically for her. Yeah. What did they kick in to give her like 10 grand for her PhD? Yeah, I think it was 10 grand a piece. Um, was it 10 grand a piece? That's tight. I, I believe so. Yeah. So nice. of them. So both teams. So either just, way, either way, a honestly, cool story about, you know, you know how sports are and the rivalry and things like this. Like, you know, this somebody feel good moment. having a human a feel good moment. Um, human moment and say recognizing that hey, this person is a human being and part of like our community, part of the human community. And instead of yeah. not saying anything, did she like banged on the glass do. and showed her cell phone with a little note that told him and he was like he didn't know what to think of it and just kind of walked out she didn't know if he even saw it or not until later on you know what i mean they made a big deal out of it right after so, he found out he went and found out he got it checked out and then went you know got his operation and everything so it, yeah it's thank, just a, a cool goodness. moment that easily could have just you know uh, you know she could have just said ah he's vancouver i'm not gonna worry about that but <laughs> do, do no harm right do no harm i just think it's a cool cool human moment and i think it's worth highlighting so uh, i do too pretty neat so kudos to her i wish i could give her ten thousand dollars but yeah. we don't we do this for fun so. best of luck in, in <laughs> medical school and yeah uh, moving on 
We uh, finally made it into the 32 Bar and Grill before I flew out of Seattle. And, uh, you know, we sat down. They had Bushmills. Yeah. So that was good. That was good. Number one. Not sponsored. The <laughs> sta- staff were totally friendly. They were super nice. Um, I had the crab roll, and the bartender suggested that I have it with – she was like, the way I have it is with avocado and – I can't pronounce whatever seasoning she mentioned, but it was some spicy seasoning that they put on the French fries. And man, it was delicious. It was like garlic bread with Dungeness crab inside of it with avocados and sprinkled with lemon and oh man, everything else. It was so good. Yeah. Pretty- oh, and the, the pretzels, hot pretzels with nacho sauce. Yeah. And pretty cool when somebody like who works there gives you like the inside scoop, like, Hey, oh, this is how to do it. Yeah. This is how to do it. Like a little bit off menu or whatever. Like add the uh-huh. seasoning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, interesting because I had the big rig burger, which was oh. excellent, by the way, perfectly cooked. And then it's it's pretty pretty possible that we saw the big rig eating. No, it's a hundred percent. I am sure we turned around and we walked out the place, and there he was. Jamie Alexiak, the big rig, sitting there eating dinner with his wife. I presumably. I'm not gonna say. Maybe I now. I, now mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't have said nothing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm. I'm sure it was. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, and like yeah. the only the only reason the only reason it's ninety nine and not a hundred percent is because he didn't smile at me and I didn't see the missing tooth. There's no. You know, he had his mouth full of probably big rig burger or something. Well, right, and and we didn't go up and interrupt him and ask for him. Right, yeah, like, we weren't going to bother do that. people that's, while they're eating dinner. We got a little more class than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think you know, as far as the thirty-two bar and grill goes, the food was excellent, and I want to go back and eat. I mean, you know, and oh, I'm going to check all it out the other every things. time. Every time I come back, ambiance was stop really in cool. There at least once. Yeah, you get to look down on the ice rinks when the, whatever's going on there, whether it's you know team practice or a rec league game or just a public skate. Like you get to like Watch sit down hockey. there. They've got the TVs showing the games or whatever. There's oh the bar, the bar was full of hockey pucks. Yeah, all crazy different types of hockey pucks. Like a million hockey pucks with like all sorts of different random stuff from whenever they came from. Yeah, I got There's some, like Hartford Whalers hockey pucks, all kinds of stuff. I got some pictures. I'll put them on our Instagram. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, and uh, the just the the ambiance. They use old hockey sticks, you know, in the bar and different places, and just just watching watching people play hockey. Like when we were there on one of the rinks, they had like bantam. Just like skill practice, and they divided up the ice into like all these different sections. Yeah, a bunch of kids, kids are playing skating hockey. around cones and jumping through tires and stuff, and it's like just you know, kind of fun. It cool. gives it gives the average person a little insight into like the lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these, all, every NHL player like started somewhere, and like when you look out on some of these community rinks and see like the public skate and like the little kid hockey teams, like that's. That's where we all came from. Not yeah. we. I'm not in the NHL, but you know they. <laughs> and you know, it, it, one of the other cool things is the the smell. Like anybody who's like been in one of these like rinks knows that like air conditioner keeping it cool, and then that ice and the zamboni and just there's the that, ice smell. There's yeah. that kind of smell to it. So you're like you're getting it all really. Um, even yeah, though it, it, it's it overwhelmed by food. 
<laughs> up there, but uh, it's full experienced. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, pretty sweet. And then, and then the last thing, um, last thing in the cracking in the community is the. There was a lot of hullabaloo on uh, on the internet and on social media about this this big reveal that they were going to do. And we thought there was going to be a mascot. Yeah, everyone thought there was going to be a mascot, and I, you know, I fell for it. I was like, finally, getting the mascot. <laughs> but uh, it turned out to be a new intro. Uh, to when you and it is amazing. Um, so they really blew that out of the water. But bigger than that, they introduced the team dog, Davy Jones. Davy Jones. And if any of you are are fans of the show or know me, you know that the back of my jersey says Davy Jones on it. So, I, and that was that was before the home opener that you got that jersey. That's correct. So I I um, that was still preseason. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I got pre order as early as you could. So. But I, they, I, they I, saw your jersey and named the dog after. Yeah. They were like, "This guy knows what's up." I know it. I know that's what happened. You walked <laughs> around the Climate Pledge Arena at home opener, and they were like, "Look at this guy. That's awesome!" Yeah. <laughs> and then they named the dog Davy Jones. Yeah. So I've been replaced, but ever since uh, they introduced <laughs> the team dog, the the team is uh, has not lost a game. So. Uh, maybe that's the reason for this new turnaround. Davy Jones is a so, good luck charm. Davy Jones is a good I luck like charm. It. So yeah, got a team dog. Now we're just waiting for that team mascot. I guarantee you they're doing a lot of focus groups on that. And probably people are like, meh, I don't they like probably, that mascot. They probably walk that dog right through the locker room in between every period. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You can't feel down when you're looking at a puppy. Those are give, the rules. Him a, give him some pets. Here's no, I'm a gonna, treat. I'm gonna try to go go meet him and uh, have you know we'll sniff each other <laughs> and uh, it'll be a good time. So Davy Jones I will meet so. Davy Jones. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. Little who does like a little doggy woggy? Yeah, exactly. And he's they're training him to be a service dog, and he's a little husky, so you kind of got that like. <laughs> he's gonna be huge. University of Washington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Like me a big dog, but He's yeah, be a big the dog. day the day of the dog has begun. So nice, I love it. And that is what's cracking in in the community. So there you are. Well, we better uh, better better have a little fun, Doug. Better uh, talk. What the puck? What the puck? What what the, what the puck? Yeah, yeah. So um, once again. As is seems to be the theme, our friend Evander Kane, uh, my is, favorite. Yeah, yeah, he's he's back <laughs> back in the old news department, and uh, but this one is actually more about Connor McDavid. I'm not really here to discuss optic issues. Um, you know, if, if fans don't like it, or the media doesn't like it, or whatever, I think um, you know it's it's. It, it is what it is. You know, I'm sure there's lots of things that go on on the ice and, and, and whatnot that, that fans don't like. And, and uh, you know, we don't necessarily have to discuss those up, up here with you guys. So, um, you know, the, the public opinion is, uh, is something that uh, um, obviously matters a lot. Um, you know, but, you know, we're here to try to win games and, and, and try to, to, to uh, you know, put together a, a good team on the ice. And, um, you know, 
Kenny thinks that that's that's what he can do, and that's what he can do. I think uh, you know Kenny's got uh, got our, our full support in, in, in what he does. Okay, so there it is. I mean, uh, that's that's the quote, and people are freaking out a little bit, Doug. Um, <laughs> what do you uh, what what do you think about this? I I kind of agree with Connor McDavid. I I see the guys. I don't I don't agree that he's going to make the team better. I think somebody like that is just like you're bound for problems. But like if the Oilers think that Evander Kane is going to pull their team out of mediocrity, then so be it. it I more power to them. But honestly, I don't think that's going to save them. They've got McDavid and Drysaddle on the first line, who are like the most elite, two of the most elite skaters in the NHL. Yep. And the team is not doing what, you know, they need to be doing. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're contenders for the Stanley Cup this year. They might be in the playoffs, but I don't think they're making it to the semifinals. They're, they're, the semifinals, they're not going to win. They're second to last in the division. <laughs> and they think Evander Kane's going to make that better? Who is their coach? Who's their GM? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are the guys that traded Gretzky. Just put that out there. Yep. True. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, I mean, I think there's two there's two things going on here. There's a lot of people out here that are, you know, looking at this and and saying there's a problem with hockey culture and. Well, there's yeah. a there's a problem with sports culture in general. There always has been, and there's no doubt about that. And I mean, like, if people want to like high, shine a spotlight on that sort of stuff, I mean, then. More so be it. I mean, we have we've been talking about the Blackhawks and their scandal and yep. Evander Kane and his scandals and stuff. You know what I mean? But like, what is confusing to me is why anybody would like. He's a good hockey player. Exactly. So he's a good hockey player. This is what I would have said. See, this is the thing but, that I think people are like. But like, on. you have to think. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, like somebody like that, he might be. He could be the best hockey player. The problems in his personal life are going to get in the way every time, 100% of the time. Yeah, but I don't think that that's true if you have the right the right leadership in place. Okay. And so maybe I'll, the right environment. I'll tell you, you like put, a story. Put the guy in the right environment on probation. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you a story about uh, Von Miller, who's one of the best like pass rushers in the NFL, has been since he came into the league. Six years, five, six years into his career, he was headed on a downward spiral. He got caught lying about uh, smoking weed, and he had paid somebody to, like, fix the tests for him. Well, dang. Uh, and you can't do that. There's guys that come in and test you before every game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. they don't do that exactly, but... Um, they do. They do. They don't test I mean, everybody every time is what I'm saying. But Oh hey, okay, it's random. So all right. But, okay. but this he's the he got to the tester guy. And he's <laughs> like, hey man, when it comes up, like, you know, do your thing or whatever. Sure. And nobody really talks about that anymore. But at the and then he served a six game suspension. He was on two years of like basically league probation where he couldn't do anything wrong. And he he tore his ACL and missed like the rest of the season. And at that point, his he could have become a Hall of Famer or, like, could have been the end of his career. And they yeah. went out and got this guy named DeMarcus Ware, 
uh, who's a legend in the league and was, you know, one of his favorite players and, and was doing things the right way. And he came in and, and kind of took Von Miller under his wing and said, Hey man, you know, there's greatness in you and you can be great, but you, these are the sort of things you have to do and you have to let this sort of shit go. And, and that's kind of what happened with him. And he went on to win the Super Bowl and became Super Bowl MVP. And, you know, since nice. then has gotten to 100 sacks and probably will be, good a, story. be a Hall of Famer. But he could have just as easily become a nobody and just, you know, taken the millions of dollars and left. And this is the like the pivotal thing, I think, with this story is that, yes, these guys get paid to play a game and they get paid a lot of money. And there's a lot of pressure to win. But if you're the right type of person, you could look at Evander Kane and be like, come into this environment. We'll take you under our wings, clean you up, because it's true. You are a really good hockey player. You have a lot of talent. Yeah. You could be very beneficial yeah. to the team. But from my point of view, this kind of says, you know, it's like win first, whatever. The guy comes in, he'll contribute as a hockey player, and whatever he does as a human off the, off the ice, well, that's his business. Where right. you could just as easy be like, hey, man, I just I'll show you the way. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's what's happening here. And, and I think, like you said, there's a lot of pressure on these guys. They should be one of the better teams in the league, and I think that's what is, has been circulating. And they have, like you said, two premier players, but – they are not getting it done. <laughs> yeah, just like just like Seattle fans are reading a bunch of stuff in the newspapers about Mark Giordano getting traded back to Calgary and all that stuff. People in Edmonton are all reading stuff in the newspapers, and it's way more prominent up there than it is down here about Dreisaitl and McDavid not being able to like carry the team into glory. Right. You know, these are like the best guys in the NHL, and they they. <laughs> I mean, we've seen them beat Seattle six to nothing. Right. Right? I mean, they're yeah. a good team. Those guys can produce, but like, they're not doing it, and so they're they're looking for ways as well. And yeah, I guess I don't know. Somebody's gonna pick him up, or he's gonna be done in his career, right? So like, right? You know, persecute the Oilers for picking up Evander Kane, or do you just like just watch and see what happens, right? As fans, that's what we do. We watch and see what happens. Exactly, and is I it would think... it be better if they like said no, and no team ever picked him up again, and he never played hockey again unless he went to like you know the Czech Republic and played with the Army Yager to Yager, keep that league going? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, and you know, there's there's lots of things. I mean, story came out about him and how he like traveled in the country and lied about his. Vaccination status yeah, and traveling back COVID and forth from Canada. So. His gambling problems, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but but, but nothing really like to convict him and throw him in jail for. So exactly. Far. So I think there's a little bit of overreaction, and I think some of this is just frustration. Which you know they interviewed Drysidle, you know after this, and and you know he got all snappy. I believe the word that was tossed around was pissy. <laughs> I think there's just a little bit of that. These guys know that they should be playing better. Just like we talked about the Kraken, like must be Mm -hmm. tired enough at our nine game losing streak, answering these same questions over and over. Oh yeah. So I think we got to give them a little bit of a break. And I just hope I do. I hope that Evander Kane can get over the hump. And if 
that's the environment where you know he gets a little help. No, imagine seeing him side. like at the All Star game next year, raising, <laughs> yeah, getting raised up or whatever. It'd be hilarious. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what could happen? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I I think at this point I like Evander Kane more than I like Patrick Kane, but <laughs> that's like, neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens, and I hope that you know. If he does end up in Edmonton, that it's the right environment for him, and he turns his life around, and we get to watch some good hockey out of him. So, man, heck yeah, that's what I'm talking about—good old hockey. So yeah, that's 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 it. That's what episode ten, baby. Yeah, rolling on. Yeah, in the books. So, as always, the Kraken captains would like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to another episode. Let us know your thoughts. Follow us on social media and drop a line. Let us know what you want to know about our Seattle Kraken. Thanks again, and we'll see you right back here for the next episode real soon. Good night. Night, night, folks. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows. And the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name.